Hi, everybody, and welcome to Little Rock Games Game of the Month Club podcast. Uh, this month, we did Return of the Obra Dinn from Lucas Pope. He's the guy who made Papers, Please, previously. Um, we're going to talk about how the game goes. It's a sort of a solving a murder, crazy death mystery on the board on board the ship, the Obra Dinn. We'll get into more of that in just a second. As with all of our podcasts, this thing is full of spoilers. I mean, so many spoilers, probably more than any other, I think it's going to be. Um, so I'm Brad, and... I am Tanner. I'm Olivia. I'm Ruddy. And I'm Latex Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, For context, back us on Patreon to see our blooper reel. Right, that's a great plug. We do have a Patreon now. If you back us on Patreon, you'll find out exactly what the whole thing about Latex Joe means. Um, it's funny, to us at least. We'll see. Um... All right, so Return of the Oberdin. I can give a little bit of context about what the game's about for those of you who didn't play it in the month of January. Um, play it or watch Tanner play it. Play it or watch Tanner play it um, on our. Uh, we streamed yeah. it on Twitch and it's also up on YouTube. Yes. Yep. If you look on YouTube, look it up. You can watch Tanner play it. Um, he played it through Twitch. It's also, uh, we linked it, I think, today through our Twitter account. Um, something like that. Some magical person It's up did. there. You can go to our YouTube <laughs> It's page. all over the place. It's really kind of, it's just, blowing up in you'll Japan. Find us. It's just, our second yeah. video just on YouTube. wish really there hard you and you will Aww. end up where you yes. desire. Yes. Wish it. That's how the internet works. Wow. Wouldn't Learn it be cool it. if that was Do how it. the internet worked? All right. So, Return of the Oberdin from Lucas Pope. The idea is that a ship, the Oberdin, um, went missing in, uh, what year? 18... Something, something. Something, something. And, um... Let's say 80... No, no, four. it's way earlier. Way earlier. It's earlier than 16. <laughs> I want to say... Am I getting warmer? 18... 1822. Okay, 1822. We're going That's with that. That's what we're going with. Um, Let's a, ask a sailing ship <clears throat> uh, goes missing. The... Uh, and then it mysteriously comes floating back into port in, in I guess, London. Um, and the East India Trading Company hires you... Who you're a detective who has to solve the mystery of what happened to the ship, and in particular, uh, you have to find out who all was on the ship, how they died, what what their name was, uh, and and what their fate was basically, and solve their fate. You're given a little sort of magical pocket watch, which lets you, whenever you come to a corpse, you can open the pocket watch and. You're taking to taken to this sort of interesting vignette that still a little a little still life that you can walk around in in 3D, and it shows you all of the a snapshot of their death. The moment that they died. The moment yeah. that they died, and there are what 60 people on board. Yeah. And you have to figure out some of them. You don't even know who they are. There's like like they're listed as unknown in the ship's log, and you have to go through and assign all of these people. A name, a fate, and what caused that fate, if if there is anything. Um, so, having said that, once again, tons of spoilers in this. So, if you haven't played the game yet, please stop this recording. Go out, play it. It's it's pretty fantastic, but very intense. And we'll talk about that right now. Let's see. What do you guys think? Who wants to go first? 
Don't all speak at once. Um, Let's start with how many uh, how many of the fates did everybody figure? I knew we were going to do this. All of them. We got to start. I think. And how long did it take? Plus the secret bonus fate that nobody else knows about. Wow. Ah, just kidding. What? I was was like, no. You should have kept it going. No, we'll get there. (laughs) So join the Patreon to find out more. (laughs) (laughs) To give context to why it's uh, super impressive to have found all the fates is that it's it's not as simple as just, okay, you watched them die and you figured it out. There's actually, like, the graphics aren't detailed to the point where you can see someone's face and know who they are. Right. You really do have to pay attention to things like what they're wearing, or maybe you have to remember how someone's voice sounds from scene to scene. And even more detail of that, like what they're doing, what yep. who they're hanging where out. Where you've with. seen yeah. them in yes. other scenes yeah. previously, yeah. and where, where they appear in photographs, and where some they of sleep on the boat is yeah. just guessing. Like, yeah, some yeah. people are in a rowboat, and that's the last you see of them, and you have to be like, oh, well, obviously they made their way to like Morocco. And <laughs> spoiler, you know, like and yeah, that well, kind of thing. But the thing is, is that um, the one really impressive thing is that for every single fate on the boat, there's some tiny kernel that makes it to where you're not guessing, yep. right? For yeah, you have all the information you need. Now, a lot of them you end up guessing at least within a few options, or you know, doing process of elimination, or cheating sort of and looking them up online if, or, you're, if you're that kind that. of player. Um. But yeah, so it's a really intricate, essentially, game of uh, clue, right? Yeah, very intricate. Yeah, that's a great yes. analogy. Yeah. Who killed yes. what, where, and how? Because the 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 funny thing, funny, the interesting <laughs> thing about it is that, that everybody on the crew died, right? So the crew, the ship returns; they're all all of them are dead, and so you know that something horrible happens to them all. Well, well, so most of them. They all yeah. had fates. They all did have fates. Fifty-six of them. It was fifty-six died. Of them oh, are. right. Yeah, 56 out of 40. Including... Oh, 57, 58 if you count the monkey and the cow. Yeah, if you count oh, the, monkey the, cow. the monkey and the cow. And the goat. There was a goat, goat. too. Well, and what about the, <laughs> the crab riders? Yeah, they the, mer- the mer people. Did they, the mer people got away, right? They're not. <laughs> yeah. They were like... So, 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 so we're, going we're, all... we're, we're going all over <laughs> the place. <laughs> Suffice it to say that in this game, it starts off with, with being sort of a... The captain shoots someone who's coming into his quarters, right? And that's pretty straightforward. You think, oh, it's a mutiny. It's one of those kinds of stories. So there's sort of like localized political intrigue of what's happening on the ship. This is going to be like a almost soap opera level, uh, who killed, who done it, murder mystery. And then really quickly, these the there's a sea monster kraken kind of thing, yeah. and there's these ghost ghoul things that are riding on giant crab and shooting spikes at everybody. Wet walkers. Nice. (laughs) I like that. Um, And yeah, there's a cow that gets killed through totally mundane normal means. You just kill the cow because everybody was hungry because it was cold. There's also mermaid shrimp. Really? Mermaid shrimp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like half mermaid, half shrimp. Right. I see that. (laughs) You didn't think so? They They definitely had lobster-like tails. (laughs) Okay. So... Would that be half person, half fish, half shrimp? Yeah, <laughs> I would say more like seventy-five percent anthro, seventy-five percent fish. Got it. Seventy-five percent crustacea. More. Crust- oh, overlap. plus fifty percent uh, shooting blow dart frog. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. and also <laughs> throwing crazy spear things. They threw those too. Yeah, that, but Weird. but the the yeah. the, the, the merfolk and the crabs seem to have. 
like shootable spikes, it's just spines, like a port, yeah. like sea porcupines, like sea porcupines, <laughs> okay. or whatever I said. Those are a thing. Lodart frogs, which okay. aren't a thing, <laughs> but I just made them up right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're poison dart frogs. That's what I mean. There's but no shooting the involved. They have no but they don't actually. The, the poison dart frogs don't actually they shoot. They definitely you. are called poison dart frogs because they shoot poison darts. I'm certain. <laughs> poison darts. Yeah. You check on Wikipedia. Uh, you'll find I'm right. Um, but the so, progression there is really interesting because you start off thinking it's one sort of story and it slowly reveals itself to be another, and it's this really yes. like atmospheric, then, yeah. impactful way that they present the story. And, you're, you're, and a third felt, story, and then it's a fifth story, and yeah. then it's a ninth story. And then you're trying to figure out how they fit together. Yeah. I felt so, like I was con- constantly going, oh, wait, what? Like the, a whole new set of, of rules and, and story and narrative unfolding in, in really unexpected, unpredictable ways, which was kind of good. And really well crafted too. Like for the amount of detail that the three D graphics allow, and everything. Like I really was emotionally impacted by everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, but the amount of murder per ten minutes was 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 too much for me. Okay, I oh, had I had to I had to stop many times and just walk away. Um, like I don't, I don't do well with, with that kind of stuff. Like I used to watch, um, like procedural, like Law and Order. Yeah, like every, like yeah. it would be the only thing on in my house for like years. Uh-huh. And then after a while, I had to stop because it just, it like it made me anxious. Yeah. And so I haven't done that in like a long time. But playing this game made me feel that way. And I know that, that like that's it. It wasn't a great experience, but it was. It is a testament to how well this whole thing was crafted. Like it's like. Every every little thing is is sort of like like a little law and order. Mm-hmm. Like and a, yeah. a lot of it was chalked up to me, at least the most gruesome of it. Because I mean, you see stills of stuff like you don't see people actively getting ripped apart, but you hear it. Yeah, right. Yeah. The sound design. The sound, is yeah, really sound design. Definitely have to talk about the sound yeah. design. Um, um, and. But yeah, it was definitely a lot more gruesome than I expected it to be from mm-hmm. just what I had already known about the game, which yeah. was to say not very much mm-hmm. at all other than what the art style was. That was basically all that I knew That's about actually why I chose the game was the art style. I had no idea. I have to say that I didn't finish. I didn't get all... I didn't solve them all. In fact, I don't think I got... I got like 15, which is not even close. It's a, what, a quarter of them? Um, yeah, because that's how math works. So. So you got a pie, but I, it was it was a really difficult game. I think the the most difficult game that we've played, bar none. Uh, yes, definitely a different sort of difficult than yeah. You know, I mean, and and it's interesting. It's a really cerebral game mm-hmm. because I kept having this experience of not wanting to stop playing it, not necessarily because I was really into it, but even though I was, but because I was scared I would forget the stuff yep. that I had learned. I, I started playing uh, pretty relatively early in the month, probably second week of the month, into the second week of the month, and started playing it and then put it down. And this was before you got into the really weird stuff. I had pretty much covered all the, the intro stuff about the sort of more mundane mutiny kind of stuff. And then uh, by the time I came back to it, I felt totally, totally lost. Um, and, and it's, it's also hard to go back, uh, even when you do kind of have a map of how the story is and where those stories, uh, happen in the little book that you have, it's really hard to, to, to be able to zero in and go, okay, replay this thing again. Cause I'm not quite sure of the details on it. 
mm -hmm. um, without going back through and finding out where that corpse was mm -hmm. uh, and all this kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's one thing I never that, that continued to bother me. Like, I have a couple issues with the game, uh, but probably the biggest one was just I wanted it to be easier to go back to those mm -hmm. memories. Like, mm -hmm. the boat's not that big, right. uh, but when I'm trying to work between these threads and I want to quickly sort of replay two adjacent so I can gather more details. Or to compare them. In yeah. Some way. yeah, yeah. when they're already listed in the journal anyway, like mm -hmm. they're listed on the map so that you can click on them and see what memory it is on the yeah. map. Why not I just, just want to play it from there? Why not yeah. Just play it? Like, yeah, and he does talk about that, right? Didn't you read it? I think I, I read something that he, he felt that that would break immersion. So he literally considered that idea well, and deliberately did not include that possibility in the mm -hmm. book. Honestly, I can sort of understand it in some ways because it already has sort of the problem of am I in a memory right now or am I in the boat? Like sometimes it's sort yeah. of hard to tell. Yeah. And so if there is even that one less barrier of mm -hmm. I can just teleport between the memories, yeah. it, it makes you feel less grounded in the yeah. ship. So, yeah. But I think there are a couple ways you could have done that, right? Like, So another issue I had was I really like the art style. But sometimes I felt like it actively hindered the experience. So, like, the level of detail they give you is workable. Um, but sometimes I felt like I was really guessing at what I was looking at. Mm -hmm. Sort of, like, what was stuck in somebody killing them or what they were doing. Uh, so I think if you did something like you gave outside of memories one art style and inside of memories mm -hmm. a different art style, you could delineate those two spaces right. a little bit more right. easily. Uh but, but yeah, and there, yeah, I, there are a couple of things that I suspect there's probably a lot of debate about, right? In mm -hmm. terms of of design, um, I I found it a little frustrating just the relationship between the 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 ledger, the pictures, the map of the boat. Sometimes I would want to access like like so. For instance, if you go to the picture, you can't access the crew sort of via the ledger. Mm -hmm. So the only question they will ask you, I believe, is like who is this person? Or mm -hmm. like, so there were some ways in which you had to nav, you had to remember which thing to go to in order to mm -hmm. anchor a piece of information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were there were little things like that that just, as you say, seemed to inhibit things. Um, and then there was the issue of drilling down, right? So the first time you go through a memory and you you get from that memory into someone else's memory into someone else's memory, yeah, it's not that huge a deal. But yeah, if you want to drill back down, it's almost like menus on a web page and you're like, mm -hmm. I don't have to go four levels in yeah. just to get to one piece of information. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. the way that they, um, the, the way that the mechanic works is that while you're within a memory, sometimes there will be somebody that is already dead in mm -hmm. that memory and then you can use mm -hmm. your magic pocket watch. To go up to them and then continue to like see how that person died and then you can keep going. But if once you're done and you want to revisit those, it can be sort like you can actually skip over to the one you want, but then you have to know which corpse that is and yeah. where it is, and it's and, it, and it's sort of tedious to I dig was, down. I was looking for a guy, yeah. uh, the guy with the dancing woman tattoo on his on his arm yep. in one scene, relatively early mid game. Um, it's totally nothing related to him, but he's sleeping in his hammock and his arm is hanging out. Uh -huh. And so I went back to the to the little picture of them all to see if I could see that clue in any of the picture. And you, as far as I could tell, you can't. But then later on, he's the guy who's holding the Formosan woman by the neck, and he gets sh and he gets shot by one of the other guys. Mm -hmm. And I, then I knew who he was because we I, you had to figure out who he was. 
And I could have gone back and found the tag on his, the little numerical tag yeah. on his bed, on his but hack. I couldn't figure out how to get back to that scene where the hammock was, mm-hmm. and it was maddening. I will say I, like, memorized where the body was for that scene yeah. because I went back the to disease. it over and over yeah, and over Yeah, that's from where the cult, where they yeah. all get, the, the two guys out, get out sick. The cold. Yeah. Which is seemingly not that important to yeah. the overall plot, yeah. but there's but it gives a you lot a huge of amount. Yeah, because the Russian guys are playing, po- playing yeah. cards Next at to the their table. Dicks, yeah. and, um, so you and that part has nothing to, them no. talking about the poker, has, which nope. is how the, it leads into that scene. But it helps you figure out the Russians, and it helps you isolate the Russian topmen from the Russian so seamen. Yep. That it's like, a lot of stuff in Like there. that yeah. interconnectedness, though, is what makes this game really good. Yeah, is, absolutely. Is being able to identify those details yeah. and almost finding that last kernel of information yeah. and either sort of pulling it threads until you find it mm-hmm. or just searching until you find it. It makes it, yeah. it makes the game really good, but it also makes the game really hard. It's yeah. very uh, hard and there's a mm-hmm. lot of information you have to hold in your But head. when you yeah. are sort of on a roll, you sort of feel like, uh, like Sherlock Holmes, yes. right? You're like, you really the guy with the tattoo dude. was here in this Yeah, middle. yeah, yeah. I'm there. It makes you <laughs> feel <laughs> really smart. Go. Yeah. Right. And I, th- I don't know if we talked about this uh, during the last podcast or after, but uh, I talked about wanting a, a game that was really, that was like that, that made you mm-hmm. feel like Sherlock Holmes. This is exactly that game. I just wish it was about... It was about twenty murders <laughs> and not sixty and murders. Only fifty. But, but no, no, no. I, including the monkey and the cow. Tw- twenty murders and and, and, ha- and have and have forty other like crimes or something yeah. or some other events. Right, the if, if it could have just been like if all the gruesomeness could have been spread out so that you encounter it once every thirty minutes instead mm-hmm. of once every five minutes. Sure. Um, Which, I also yeah. think it'd be interesting to see like a shorter experience. It wouldn't even have to be shorter. Uh, but maybe you're just solving one murder, yeah. right? And you're going through and seeing all these vignettes. Well, so there I could do that. I really yeah. think this game is going to inspire a lot of people. Yep. Well, it, it's already connected in that way mm-hmm. uh, to Tacoma, right? Yeah. It seems a lot like you... It, it definitely has the, the thing of going back in uh, Tacoma, the game that we reviewed in a previous podcast, which you guys should check out. Um, it has the thing of... Going back in time, replaying the memories, and trying to find out, you know, exactly what happened yeah. to people. And but the the way that Tacoma felt like a much more cohesive narrative. Not that this isn't a cohesive narrative; it's just a, a, a hard to follow. So I guess it isn't not cohesive. Well, I mean, this <laughs> is designed to not be. It cohesive. just makes you yeah, work harder, and it's yeah, definitely intentional. Well, it had what, how many people were on the ship in Tacoma? Six or eight? I think eight. There were just eight. a few. Yeah. But you also follow the monkey. You follow them the all in from literally <laughs> yeah. from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And it's Tacoma. also a different type of story. They're right. Yeah. They're not, yeah it's absolutely. Not, and it's not a murder mystery. It's not a, or, or 60 murder mystery. A murder's mystery. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the thing about Tacoma too, since we're making that comparison, is that while the, the sort of elements of the mystery of Tacoma and the sort of denouement of that story are, are, are interesting, they're not nearly as gripping in the way that I found the mechanics of this game. So so I was pulled along by the mechanics mm-hmm. to, to I think, engage with the story that much more fully. Um, I, I was affected by the story in Tacoma, but, I, yeah. was, but yeah. I, I, I didn't leave Tacoma going, oh, man, that was an awesome game. I thought, that's a strong, interesting story, and yeah. I like the way they told it. Mm-hmm. But this feels like it's, it's married puzzle-solving and narrative in a way that that obviously we've, we've never seen before, yeah. and that's really, really well done. So here's an interesting question about that. Uh, Tacoma, one of the things that we all talked about with Tacoma that was, that was, I think we all agreed was well done, was all of the little tiny details of stuff that was sort of extra narrative that built a lot of character, like, 
like what they had in in the drawer under their mm. bunk, for example, and like the fact that they had scenes that was just them alone. Yeah, like you were just sort of yeah. voyeuristically watching them by themselves. But even even the smaller stuff, like the weird stuff on their shelves, the the picture of their grandmother and stuff, all of those tiny details that you could pick up and interact with. Uh, uh, Oberden has none of, or very 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 little of that. Um, nothing that you can really pick up. And w- where it does have that, it's in terms of. They're all tools to solve. Right. Yeah, it, it's like characters. what room does this guy sleep in, yeah. or or what hat does this guy wear, or uh, uh, what tattoo does this guy have on his arm, for mm-hmm. example. Um, so it's I, I wonder how those two yeah. things relate. You I know? know, but at the same time, what's what's really interesting to me, I've been thinking a lot about. I read an article recently by the designers of Edith Finch, mm-hmm. one of them anyway. He's going to mention that one in a minute Yeah, and he too. talks about this idea of the sublime, right? And how we find the sublime in our lives and we experience it. And then as hopefully as good designers, right, we want to create that experience for other people, whether it matches our own sense of the sublime or not. And and this, this game surprised me by, I had the feeling of the sublime in a very particular moment. And I'm actually sort of curious where, where other people might have experienced it. I experienced it in the moment in the in the final um, post, what would you call it? The the once you get the book back to the postmortem, the guy, Epilogue. yeah, and the, right. So when the captain is in again, more spoilers. When the captain is is killing the mermaids. Oh, you're talking about time. so. So have you guys? So did no, you no. guys didn't find the, the so you didn't get to see the last chapter. Anymore. No, but that's okay. You okay. can spoil it. Yeah. So I just wanted to be clear about how. So we're just wanted the to kind shame of us for not finishing. <laughs> not this yeah. not So this the reason time. I'm bringing this up is to make you guys feel bad. So let's just sit with that for a minute. Um, no. So so and and if a, when I experience a good narrative or, or a great narrative, there's usually a moment where that kind of emotional sublime happens for me. And in this one, it was that moment where just the tragedy. Of him, like one by one, he's killing these mermaids, these sort of living creatures, so the that to, to yeah, to to convince them to call off the kraken, and like the the amount of kind of pathos of that, right? These helpless creatures are being murdered. His ship is already beyond being saved, and he sort of he doesn't even know it really. I just like it was such a beautifully tragic. Moment, and then realizing and it, that moment when they asked him about it, and he was like, "I took care of it." Like what yeah, that meant, you know, yeah. pulling together all the other details. Yep, 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 the rest yep. Of the story. And then because you already know that he's about to kill himself after not being able to yeah. save his wife, and so all of like like for me, it all anchored around having all of that spiraled to me through several hours of yeah. of, un, of unraveling. And it um, started with yeah. the, one of the very probably the second big scene that you get is him killing himself because of the thing. Well, because yeah. it goes in almost. Almost reverse Almost chronological reverse, yeah. order mm-hmm. that you get it. Yep. You get um, information. But so I experienced that kind of sublime feeling with Edith Finch. I experienced yep. it at, at a couple of moments in, um, actually for me in, in Tacoma, and I, I know I'm talking a lot at a moment, but um, for me in Tacoma, it was the moment when the two uh, lesbians were... Um, trying to fix things and then they had the explosion. Mm-hmm. Remember that scene? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So for me, like that was the most sort of wrenching. Mm-hmm. It was the moment when I was like, this narrative has me hooked. Cause I was, I just like, when you find yourself like, like physically gasping. Yeah. Like, when you're and I was like, like oh and you God. know, you can't do anything yeah. cause you're just watching memories that have already happened. Yeah. Um, and so those were all throughout you. Yeah. And then that moment really got me too, because you, I found myself comparing the locations of things in the room yeah. and the memory yep. versus yeah 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 
Um, so see, that's that's interesting to me, right? Because I think I probably had the same two moments in in terms of Oberdin and Tacoma. Uh, but overall, in, in Oberdin, I was much less emotionally invested. And I think the only reason that I had much emotional investment in all was because of that scene, because it's sort of like that was one of the few deaths that felt pretty much entirely unnecessary yeah. and was utterly deliberate, right? Like, cause everything else is sort of happening in like a, like a flashing moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like somebody pulls a, a gun passion or yeah. it's a monster doing it yeah. or, or just an accident. Yeah. 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 And so there's lots going on in the scene. And so I it really felt like did cruelty. Yeah. yeah. For most of the game, I felt like a disconnected insurance adjuster going through and just being yeah. like, yeah, yeah, so this person was killed by this. Yeah. And I'm just like filling out this ledger so I can go home. Yeah. Uh, so I just think that's interesting because in, in Tacoma, the stakes are pretty low in terms of what's happening in each scene. Yeah. And that was the first time where like something really dramatic happens suddenly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's sort of the inverse. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that the, you're, I agree with you that the stakes seem low in Tacoma and, and they seem sort of weightier here because there's mm-hmm. so much death. But in, in the end, what you get in Tacoma, you're like the savior for this whole thing, right? You're, yeah. You're, you're, you go on to fix, mm-hmm. hopefully, what is broken. With this... You get your paycheck. Yeah. 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 And it's yep. not even that different. So the only... So you can Here, actually... A mid-level bureaucrat. <laughs> the, the interesting thing in that regard to me is that you do not have to fill it out correctly in order to go home. Yeah. You just have to see all the stories and then you're like, all right, done. Yeah. Right. And you have almost <laughs> the same ending either way. Mm. The only difference being that if you get them all right... You get a package that has the monkey's paw in it yeah. that lets you see the last the last chapter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like you can get basically the whole game sure. experience not feeling like you have to have any impact on it at all, or yeah. feel very important that it or, or, or that you're just not very good at it. There's actually an achievement love for this. for lying, for basically blaming everything on the captain. Uh, oh, yeah. So you can put in your in the ledger. You can say every single fate is the responsibility of the captain, and you'll actually get an achievement, no. and it will register that as an ending. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so there. Are, that's that's also kind of fascinating the way that was embedded in the. Um, but I couldn't leave. I could not leave the ship. Well, like yeah. the guy was like, "If so, there's anything else you want to do here, you better do it." And I was like, "But, but, <laughs> but no, I'm not." What's happened? It's interesting because I ended it, uh, I, le- I set myself a goal of 30 before I let myself go home. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what it was. I, I convinced myself that, yeah, he says I can't come back, but I thought I could or whatever. So yeah. I saw all the endings because I ended it preemptively. Yep. And another interesting thing is that if you end it early, it actually gives you an extra little kernel of information that you can use to go back and then start oh, the chain off again. Yeah. That, huh. that was really sort of a nice detail. Plus there's a special achievement for not finishing. Yep. Which you can only get if you don't complete all 60. the Brad Award. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, Um. But I don't know. uh, So one thing I wanted to sort of... Are you going off of that or... No, I was going to say something different. Cool. So I wanted to talk about the art style just a little bit more. Yeah. Because it's interesting to talk about how this is basically a one-man show. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a lot that we can think about in terms of how somebody who may not be as good at 3D modeling, for example, Mm -hmm. can still make this really beautiful stylized game that really hinges on the details. 
And I feel like the only reason he was able to do that was because of the art style. Mm-hmm. Because if I had to guess, all of the 3D models in this game are really basic polygons with really basic details on mm-hmm. them. I and wondered then, throughout how he did this. Because it feels it? like he sets up one of those uh, 3D circular cameras and and does the stop motion like bullet time kind of thing where he takes pictures of actual actors falling backwards. And the amount of set work to do a thing like yeah. that would, would, is Hollywood level even. But just think about it. The fact that we get the still lifes and they're not animated yeah. tells us a lot, right? Yeah, that yeah. tells us that, you know, that it, and not, not that it's cutting corners or whatever, but it was just a really creative way to leverage the story yeah. you wanted to tell and the skills that you right. had. Yeah. And like playing to your strengths, right? Yeah. Like his background, I think, is in music. Is in music. And oh. so like the sound design is is on point with this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and sort of reducing that down to where you can get that striking image. Because yeah. like you said, Brad, like the reason why you picked it was just because of the way it looked. Like yep. That's got to be the case for a lot of people who play it. Uh, and also part of it was sort of the the star factor because because I I don't know if you guys are familiar with when this game got released. Mm-mm. Lucas Pope did not advertise it. He did not let anybody know he was working on it. Just one day he yeah. was like, "Here's this game I made." I do remember that. And yeah. then it was out, and he yeah. knew that because he made papers, please, people were going to go crazy over it, right? <laughs> or he didn't care, one right. or the other. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, so that's another interesting thing to me. I, I, I think the sound yeah. design. Robbie and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, um, how all of those clues in all of the sound, um, sound as a way and dialogue as a way to get these tiny kernels of clues in a game that's otherwise so visual and so much about staring at little pieces and trying to to hunt things down very visually and very spatially, um, those tiny little pieces of where they say just a name or... It's well, a, they have an accent. They have an accent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Italian. Like there's Swedish only Swedish guy. There's only one Italian guy on the whole ship. Yeah. And when he says, uh, "What does he say, Senor?" He yeah. calls the guy Senor, and you're like, "Oh, I can find yeah, out who that yeah, is." Yeah. Uh, and so, <laughs> tiny little pieces of clue. Yeah, or stabbed. I think he got yeah. stabbed. stabbed. Yeah, right. By second mate. Because the thief. <laughs> because he was doing this. So that that sort of relates stealing to the Ark of the Covenant. I thought a lot about in this, uh, and it was something that at times like maybe a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and it's that, that for a lot of them uh, that you're trying to identify, a lot of them that don't get a lot of backstory are uh, like minority characters. And so you're mm-hmm. asked to sort of go off of like the ethnicity of them listed in the log yeah. and how you assume they would look and sound. And then also the, uh, the graphics not mm-hmm. having as much detail. Like everything's essentially... Like it's like line drawn, yeah, and like yeah. monochromatic. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be like green and light green, but it's still sort of just <laughs> or brown, depending on what yes. monitor. Yeah, you're yeah. Uh, but there were, there were points in there where like, you know, I go and I look up the Wikipedia page to see what like the ethnic makeup of this country is. Of a Formosan, see, yeah, yeah. Well, to see if I like I have my own bias like creeping right. in, being like, oh, well, obviously I'm looking for like, uh, like a person of color here, but. Am I? And then am I like uh, misinterpreting like other facial features yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that? Like it makes me feel uncomfortable sometimes. For analyzing that sort of stuff. Well, it's also fascinating, people. right, to think about there's what felt to me like a really deliberate twist mm-hmm. in, in racial construction for that time period, which was that 
The carpenter. The carpenter. Yes. I was about African to bring up the carpenter. Yeah. I was. And I am embarrassed to say that I miss. Was, I miss. Was white. Was Caucasian. So, yeah. It was like. It was like such. You. It, it seems so improbable for eighteen whatever yeah. that it was such a great like deliberate well, twist to mess. It's really with. interesting to me because I think they bait you to do that to feel bad for making assumptions on purpose. Because mm-hmm. when you first see the carpenter and the carpenter's mate, it's or is it his mate or his, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. his mate. He, his mate was sitting there hammering at the desk, yeah. and the carpenter was going out the door. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I went to the decision. So what happened? The way that 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 scene went for me is I was like, okay, the. This guy's walking out the door. He's the carpenter. And then I walked through the door and saw the other guy and was like, no, he's the carpenter, so I'm going to swap them. Yeah. And they stayed that way for a good yeah. portion of the game before I was able to... Yeah. But it is a little... I mean, let's just say it's a little tiny bit disingenuous, right? If you're asking people to be analytical, yeah. and you're like, okay, it's the early 19th century. What is the likelihood that an African-American... Because they both come from the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we know they're, that an African-American man is a carpenter and his... Right. For, and his mate is 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 Caucasian, mm-hmm. and and that just seemed implausible to me. So I was like, well, but there was, was a really, second scene. I was scene. overthinking all of that stuff, and it did, it sort of made me feel weird. Yeah. Uh, all of the cases, like yeah. like how okay, so how am I supposed to figure out which of these guys is from Sierra Leone? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not meaning to imply that that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just in it's some ways it could even be a strength. Uh, but I did feel like a little bit duped, mainly because of the art style. Yeah. Like, it's sort of asking me to make these assumptions um, just based on how two people look. In uh, one, like, I'm like, okay, are they supposed to be dark-skinned and they're standing in shadow? Like, because it's mm-hmm. stuff like that in the scene that you have to sort of work through. Yeah. One in particular that I had that problem with was I was like, oh, so the guy with the turban is from Persia. And I was like, no, that's what they want me to think. Yeah. So I'm not going to put that. I'm going to refuse. It's not what I'm going to put. And so I didn't do it until really, really late in the game because I was like, no, that's too, that's what they want me to, like, that's too yeah. obvious. And that's, you know. Interestingly, yeah. The, for me, the Indian ships, uh, what were the, what was, steward. Mm-hmm. So the ship steward was Indian. It took the me, ship steward, yeah. it took me almost till the end of the game to figure out who he was. Um, because I, again, for basically what you're framing, which is why I think it's it's worth kind of extending that that conversation. And mm-hmm. it's because I, I, I looked at those photos and I was like, what are the features I'm looking for mm-hmm. that will give me a clue f- to which one of these guys is Indian? And, yeah. and I was wrong. I kept, I moved between like four different characters and I just kept getting it wrong and wrong and wrong. And finally there were a few well. enough yeah. of them that I was like, okay. And it yeah, does but, seem like because the art style lacks so much detail... That it's almost trying to like ask you to rely on like exaggerated features, like okay, so what would this this Indian guy look like? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're working essentially with like black and white pointillism, so I have to go off of like really broad strokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not yeah. only facial features, but I mean the shirts that they were wearing and the turban mm-hmm. for the for, for that matter, yeah. and and the one guy Mamu or with the tat- with the swirly Maba. tattoos. Ma- What's his name? Maba. Maba, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know why I remember that. <laughs> he got torn in half. He did. Get yeah, that was brutally. that was. That, oh, by the way, just interjecting here. That moment when you go and you see him having been you torn hear him in first. half. Yeah, yeah. That's that was the jumping off point from the game being a mundane mutiny mystery to, oh crap, <laughs> that's that's yeah, not normal. Yeah. For a little while, I thought he was French. Because I had the exact same thing. <laughs> I, was I think like, we talked about this because already. there's the guy who's like, "Oh, where's my Frenchman?" and he's like, "Oh, he was torn apart." And I'm like, "Oh, 
I know who was Tony Fire. <laughs> the guy with the thing. tattoos. <laughs> he doesn't look French, but what do I know? Yeah. But, uh, I did that as well. But yeah, so it's an interesting question. Um, I think those are intentional that, dead ends. Though. Well, no, yeah. But so I just, just to finish Tanner's point, I think it's an interesting question whether you can sort of manipulate this this sort of, let's call it a liminal space, right? Mm-hmm. A kind of gray area between people's sort of uh, analyzing stuff and relying on tropes and stereotypes and other sort of expectations, but also forcing them to confront a little bit of that. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, that, that Pope necessarily... Is that his name? Lucas. That that's necess- Lucas Pope. That not, that was necessarily his intention. But it's interesting that that happens, and that it was more than one of our experiences about mm-hmm. trying to solve a puzzle while also thinking a little bit more about how that makes us confront what we believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I think it's sort of um, it's it, I mean, it's not it's neither good nor bad that he did that, but it is a it is a choice, and it and it one way or the other, it's going to alter the experience. So, like, if you want to make a game where the player feels like Sherlock Holmes, it's not a good idea to do that because Sherlock Holmes exists in the world and makes most of his inferences by statistics that just happen to be right because Conan Doyle said so. <laughs> yeah. But, Sherlock X right. right, but if you are there and you're supposed to figure out the the system and you're trying to feel like a good detective, you should feel like, ooh, my voice is trapped. Um, you should feel like uh, like you're making inferences based on the world and on history and stuff like that. But the second stuff like that happens, it sort of reminds you that you're in a game and that the game is a constructed experience. And this person is trying to teach me something, or this person is trying to trick me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then you're not you're not trying to solve the mystery anymore. You're trying to solve the game designers. Puzzle. You're being game. There were yeah. definitely a few of the identities that I felt like I was solving the game designers like obtuse steps I had to follow yeah, to get right. to where I needed to go. Yes. Um, and that was and and I mean I know that not all of them could have the same amount of well put together and and you know sensible connections as others mm-hmm. just because there's so many of them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. I do think I would have liked it a little bit better though if. If more of the minority characters were featured a little bit heavier in the scenes where you yeah. actually see, like, as weird there. as it is to say, and like, if they're see there, their they're deaths. literally just standing there, and most of their deaths are off screen. Because yeah. yeah. I think for like, there were like five. Not uh, the guy who gets blown up behind the cannon. Not him. <laughs> no. There were like five tops. Explodes into flames. Uh, who I think were all. Chinese. The four Chinese topsmen. The four were topsmen. The and, and you, to figure out. I think yeah. I just. I nailed those guys. Well, I was you all over Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the ship's like listing, Listen. right? And they're like yeah. up on the mast. And I'm like, so they fell off, I guess. And like, yeah, but you never really. Mm-hmm. They could have mixed that up. Like, essentially, I what saw enough of you. all the like first and second and third and fourth mates and the captain and their <laughs> stewards. Who I'm like, okay, yes, I know who all of you are. You're all wearing fancy hats. <laughs> right. Cool. That was super easy. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Dude, I don't know. He kept asking for a hat glossary. Like, I did, I did yeah. too. I literally looked up British naval yeah. marine so hats. Were they, I learned actually accurate. Um. I, yeah. I suspect it was. Yeah. So I the learned that my, my uh, prejudices, my assumptions about who, what a fancy hat is, were reversed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's a way fancier hat than that is." Uh-huh. 
he must be the like, captain. Wait a minute, that guy's a lower ranked mate, but his hat is so much fancier. So I got I got nailed <laughs> on really my funny. fashion sense from so, early nineteenth century naval garb. <laughs> well, see, but, but let, let's dig into that. I, that was where I was looking for clues, like. Is I was wondering, is that a clue? Did he put that in there? Is that hat a specific clue to tell me that this is the bosun? I didn't even think to look for that. I was just like, what is a bosun? So I use like their placement in the pictures. I'm like, all right, so the, yep, carp- really the carpenter's mate are probably going to stand next to each yep. other here. But that's really interesting uh, that that is a clue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And they totally get you with the fourth, is it the fourth mate and his, the fourth steward mate or the steward? Yeah. Well, so there's two of them who are all the way over on the other side of the picture. Mm-hmm. I think and the it, boats, like the boat steward is way over. Yeah, and he's up on the, yeah. But they had like the first, second, and third all over kind of clustered together with their supporters, mates, right? Mm-hmm. But Stewards. then the, the, the first, second, and third ones, right, are all over in one spot. And then and I'm doing it in reverse here from what you would be looking at, but... And then the fourth one is all the way over what by the... you listeners the, would be looking at. <laughs> Joe's pointing a He's whole lot right really now. He's crazy arm gestures. Drawing diagrams. Um, <laughs> but no, so I, I actually really love that. And, and Olivia and I talked a little bit about this before a couple weeks ago. I loved that I just let my instincts sort of run wild. Mm. And then I would just be like, mm. I think that's a clue. And I'm going to test it out right now. And and I again, an article I read about this said that like the... The most beautiful sound in the world, right, is when you get that third, third yeah. match, yeah. and it's like, Dun-dun. oh my gosh! Yeah, I guess I that's a good point. Yeah, you you solve them in like triplets. Yeah. Um, oh, so that's a you really three cool right, mechanic yeah. I want to talk about. Then it tells you that you got those three right. Right. Um, Which is a balancing technique, right? Mm-hmm. It's to make it mm-hmm. so that you have to have gotten some mass of information correct. You can't just you can't be throwing just darts guess. at a board. You can right. guess a little bit, yeah. but you can't guess. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I because thought that was brilliant. The I, sort of exponential problem becomes that you, yeah, you would never randomly be able to guess them all, given that. Yeah. Or yeah. to guess three right at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's essentially nine, right? You've got three. Who is the person... What is their fate? And then usually what there's a third element, which is what caused or who caused the fate. Oh, yeah. Some of the fates yeah. have, like, like if they're shot, you have to say by whom. Yeah. yeah. Which led to, like, interesting strategy. Like, there was some where I'm like, I'm 100% confident that this one's right. I'm going to go and try and, like, get two that I only have, like, maybe their name or maybe a cause mm-hmm. of death. Yeah. And, like, an idea of what their name I might be. I feel like be. a little yeah. bit of guesswork is worked into the design. Yeah. 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 So yeah. What, let me. This is a dumb question, but let me ask it. What in the bottom of the book, on, at, the, at each chapter heading, they would do X's and and slashes. What did that mean? Those X's were the people were who died and the people who disappeared. Yeah. It ju- it's ah, just a count. That's yeah. Right. So you'd be able to keep track in that chapter. Yeah. I see. Yeah. X for death. Slash I, for disappearance. I'm sure it explained that early in the I game. I don't think maybe. that was one no, thing it's I never did explained. not think it explained. Okay, no. the, actually, the main reason I was able to figure that out was just connecting the symbols because in um, yeah. when you look at the dialogue transcripts, the character who died will have a little X next to their name oh, to show that it's that the person either. who died yeah. that talked. That would be good. And I just added it up after a certain number of... I was like... Okay, so there are five deaths and there are five X's. I thought it was you got all these wrong and you're half right on this one. Yeah, that was my first. After the first chapter, you're an idiot. After the first chapter, that's what that's literally what I thought too. I thought it was like wrong, 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 wrong. Especially because at that point I hadn't solved it. It kind of stamps them down like boom. 
boom, yeah. boom. Yeah. Like, what have I done wrong? Yeah. Definitely. So there's oh, definitely a few really weird UX. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, uh, just because we kind of blew past it when we were talking about Tacoma, I really wanted there to be at least the rewind function mm-hmm. in yeah. Tacoma mm-hmm. because... Or just start this one over. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe start this one over would would have helped too. But but pause and rewind. Like be able. Like I want to back up ten yeah. seconds and just hear this little bit again. Yeah. Because uh-huh. the the way that I've conditioned myself to watch like scary movies and stuff with murders is oh there's something and and I, I look down and I don't pay attention and I figure once this traumatic thing goes <laughs> away the story will resume and I'll pick up what happened. But so so a sto- so the thing starts and I'm like oh, okay I'm, I'm just not gonna pay attention and then it'll but that's oh. the game so it, so it's like so this is like a Clockwork Orange moment kind of so like the You're first like, the first five seconds they like I'm, peel your eyes open so you have to watch these like murder after murder that, after that's murder. why I didn't finish the game yeah. so like oh. the first the first like fifteen Sorry. seconds they're, they're talking and stuff's happening and I'm like oh god that sounds awful like let's just let's just get on with it. And then when I, by the time I realized, oh wait, they just said the person's name. Yeah. That's, that's the important thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would have wanted to like, just hit, go back 10 seconds and yeah. just let me hear that again. Um, and I probably would have gotten over it if I would have had the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. But the barrier to listening to those things again is so high that it was just, yeah. Which and not only to avoid. can you, can you not, uh, just rewind it? If you're playing through it for the first time, you have to finish like all, so yeah, like seven of the sequences, yep. yeah. and then go back and try and figure out which one you wanted to listen to again. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I definitely when the first time you watched the vignettes, there was lots of little problems of being like, "Oh, I'm not done yet. Where am I going?" And, and then it, it goes, would, "Yeah," because so, it, it tries to railroad you to experiencing it a certain way a little bit too much sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like the first time you view the scene, it plays the really dramatic music, and you don't get to like um, look at anybody in detail really. Mm-hmm. Um, it just like and it gives you a certain amount of time to walk around. And then it unlocks a chapter in the journal, and it just gives you all those cool animations, and then it puts you back. But sometimes, if there was another body, it would really try and convince you to just go on to the next one. Yeah, and that's and where I lost a lot of detail. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Like, I don't think this is actually a problem with the controls, because as far as I know, it was only me. I was hitting the wrong buttons constantly. Like, whether it was using the journal, it would, like, oh, yeah. flip yeah, yeah. around. I'm like, no, I just wanted to go to the next page, yeah. and now I'm, yeah. like, at a different thing. And yeah, I would I accidentally progress in this, yeah. the scene, yep. like, as soon as the little animation stopped. And I was like, I didn't even get to see who died. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, like, like escape and tab or something like that that I, I would mix up and I'd be like, no, mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to get out of this book. Why are you flipping yeah. pages? And Yeah, tab got you out of the book and escape got you from one end to the uh, other, I think. Did or, anybody or use, like something like that. use the map? I'm really curious about I did a little bit. So I didn't realize... To solve clues? Tanner, no. you did a lot because I was watching you play when you were doing yeah. the stream and I was like, the map, why didn't I yeah. think to use the map? That is clearly the first mate's cabin. Yeah. Yeah. That is clearly the carpenter's Like somebody walks out and I'm like, workshop. okay, yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably yeah. like the second I name. totally did well, so and, I, and it would have helped like, a lot. So I, I, I guess partly what I'm asking is, is a, I guess, a little more specific. So, so I used the map. So mm-hmm. I would go look at the ship's map to get reference points about what was what. I guess what I'm talking about more is overlaid on the map as you continue to develop the story were these paths mm-hmm. that would in theory carry you through the entire experience of a particular character and i found them completely baffling 
Like, yeah. and, so, I, and I would, I had one specific use, which when I was looking for the carpenter, I'm like, well, the carpenter must have been in the carpenter's cabin at some point, but there's no memory in which that's marked because it never comes into any of the, the scenes in a way that's anchored to a death. Anchored to the carpenter. Yeah, and yeah. so. Yeah. That's not, because that's not what the map connections were showing you. No, Those I know. were showing where the scenes connected and what scenes that they were well, in yeah. were right but it yeah. but it was like in it terms of how i processed that visual Wanting information it did nothing for me mm-hmm. i was just all i saw were swirly lines and i was like i don't know the, i just was curious yeah. if anyone else looked at those swirly lines and was like oh that's super helpful i, don't I, think I noticed reason, the swirly lines I mean, the only reason i used it was to figure out where like this person's next scene was in right. chronological order, yeah, right. that was the only thing but I you, used it. But for. you could have bookmarked that, right? I see, mean, you, I mm-hmm. never once used the bookmark mechanic. Okay, yeah, I, see, I used that I a lot. I could not figure out how to use the bookmark mechanic. We we all said this off mic before the thing started, but uh, a really useful way and a real immersive way to go through this game would probably be to have lots of note cards and a blank wall or or a cork board or something to take all these notes out yourself rather than have to flip through the book so that you could stand back and, and see all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And were I a better person, I would totally have done that. Yeah. I thought about it for about eight seconds. Plus I thought about it because Olivia told me that she had written her own notes outside of the game. I, I had a notepad that I wrote like three words on. I, and that oh, was it. Well, it was not very was, extensive. That was not how you described it. I to just me. said that I wish I had. In this my is head. this is my page of of scribbled notes so, about who was wearing Brad what. And who right, hold on a second. I yes. just need to come back to this. Okay. When Olivia explained to me her notes, <laughs> <laughs> the impression that was given to me was as though she had copious, <laughs> detailed drawings. She's doing like hand and, illustrations yeah. of the dead. Like, scene, like, I don't know if anybody's scene. seen the journal in Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> <laughs> That was the impression I was given. So when I started the game, I was like, oh, man, that's what I want to do. But I just don't have the energy. And see, I just played it. That's why it took me two and a half extra hours. (laughs) Playing as much in one sitting as I could and pretty much sleep depriving myself for two days. Be like, oh, well, I have to play this from like 5 p.m. to 4 a.m. And then just get up, go to work, come home, do the same thing the next day so I can beat yeah. this while I still have it all in my brain. I've definitely played it almost completely in one sitting uh, wow. for that reason. I had a notepad that was stuff like, um, I know th- this person killed them, but I don't know their name. Right. Th- and that was like the extent of my notes. But um, because partially because I tried to keep it all in my head at once. I started the game, for, I played it for like 30 minutes. And then the next time I played it, which was like a week later... I played it in like one six to seven hour mm. sitting that was really <laughs> starting to mess with my head because I was needed to finish it. Were yeah. you seeing in monochrome after you got up? Oh yeah, or- I, I had no, I had a weird experience with the art style. So the art style is mainly just um, two color, mm-hmm. um, and the default color scheme is like a really dark brown and like sort of like a really light beige yeah. color. Mm-hmm. It comes from a classic monitor, yeah. And but after playing it for long enough, it looks like black and white. Yeah, and it was really distressing. Yeah, you for lose me. the sepia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that was a complete aside. But I thought I was going blonde, colorblind. So <laughs> we were talking. You you brought up uh, moving around the map and how you mentioned that 
it's like the journal in Red Dead Redemption. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what he Olivia's impression. His oh, mental right. image of, of my notes. Based, right, right. Based on the impression I was given. I just said I took notes. That is all I said. Well, I, I want to just a small interesting a thing. There's a lot of ways in these games that you can keep uh, keep a journal, right, or a, or a log or something like that. And in every one of these, including you throwing in Red Dead Redemption, you're you're. I think it's just somewhat interesting that you're keeping. Uh, uh, an, an actual paper analog journal, or even in in Tacoma, your your quote unquote journal is this digital digital file book that you're that you keep getting into, right? To record these things, and you put it into the ship to get the records out and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's it, out of all the different ways that they did that. It's it's I don't know why I'm thinking this, but it was just interesting to me that we've played so many of these games: What Remains of Edith Finch, Tacoma. Uh, uh, Oberdin, uh, where they have that as a as a small diaries of the spaceport janitor. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you diaries, have to write the journal yourself. Diary, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Talk about how much your days suck. <laughs> but uh, having these uh, analogs to written, yeah, written texts. It's a classic things. digital sure. RPG move, though, yeah. too. Right? Yeah. If you go all the way back to the to the nineties, right? I mean, the earliest like Baldur's Gate and the very earliest mm-hmm. games, all. That's. I mean, it seems so commonplace it's now, right? they, like, that a journal with quests in it or with other pieces of useful information that can keep, keep track. But it's not as common for it to be so much of an integral mechanic. Right, that's game. what yeah. I'm getting at, is that these games that we've played, it, it's a very, very integral mechanic, um, as opposed to just having a hitting J for your journal to find out what your quest is or was. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, that, especially in this game, this is how you kept track of all that. To some degree, it was how you kept track of Spatially, where everybody fit in, in what remains of Edith Finch with the, the family tree, um, but in this, it is in it's some, a key mechanic. In some ways, though, in like Edith Finch and a lot of other of these games, it's just like a visual aid. Yep. Right. And a recorder. Yeah. And yeah. it's and and in Edith Finch, it, like it grounds you in sort of like what the character is doing there, mm-hmm. like they're physically recording their family right. tree. Well, but how and how is that different from this one? It just seems like the same thing, but more. more well, it's useful. part of the puzzle, yeah. right? And it's also yeah. where you record the information, mm-hmm. and you actually have to do it yourself yeah i mean that's the key and that's that's what i think is interesting because because i think all of all of these games including Baldur's gate and and games again or pick you know assassin's creed odyssey anything they're all i i think they're all sort of on the same continuum in Mm. terms of what they're asking of the player versus you know what they're just sort of doing and and i think you're absolutely right right they most games just to simply do that as an automatic feature right all they're going to do is lay some information down for you when it's appropriate. And, mm-hmm. and often they're a sort of hand-holding tool, right? So, right. I mean, you can... I think I think Skyrim did this, and there are lots of other games that do it, right? You can click on the journal and select a particular quest, and then by selecting that quest, you activate UI in your compass or in your mm-hmm. mini-map or in, you know, gives you a path to find. So, so there's a lot of that, like, sort of hand-holding element. This is, in some ways, the reverse, right? right. Which is that the journal is a place you have to go and... and it's not going to do anything for you. Mm-hmm. It's you know you have to to take all the steps necessary. There were definitely no no diamonds floating over anyone's head <laughs> yeah, exactly. in, in this game. Okay, okay, but there was the, the like glowy the corpse dust trail yeah, fairy yeah. 
that went in the most ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I'm on the fence annoying. about that because I love. And it would stop. I'm like, I love. Look, the I don't want to freaking walk. <laughs> right. Just go. And right. he would wait for you to catch up to <laughs> it. Like, and I'm like, I know you're going to circle yeah, around. I know. Come back. I know where the body is. <laughs> just right. come over here. Yeah. I'm glad that we all had very. Oh well, God, that I love. I love the effect of it. Right. I love the the visual and the meandering magic of it. But was at the same time I was so frustrated, like, holy. The just, corpse just flies, go to it. right? The corpse flies yeah, with the initial. Flies all like, over. Um, but I, I'm with you. So I get that, again, in, in the article where I remember I'm talking about immersion, but man, I just wanted a little tiny highlighting icon that said, of the three bodies in front of you who are all lined up. Yeah. This one goes this to is this the, scene? This, is, yeah. this one goes to this. So, this is, well, you could, you could, if you open the journal while looking at them, it would go to the page where the scene was. So you could do preview it. Yes, but I never remembered that. Yeah. So, I just click on it. And then it'd be like, no, escape, escape. I, Get I out didn't of this. test it because I don't have a good enough memory to do this. But I think if you had a really good memory, I think the reason is it's a, po- it's a pocket watch is it, Shows the time that they died. Yeah, I, 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 I don't something so, with. Yeah, yeah I, I don't have it verified. That at all. That's but in cool hindsight, clue. I was like, I think the hands are in different yeah. positions. Every I time noticed that they were, but not enough to notice yeah. comparatively where they were. <laughs> yeah. so which I, might have been another layer <laughs> of clues. Like, that's like, how I kept track of everything. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> not how you guys did it. This is no. the I was like, oh, it's, body. It's four eighteen. This must be. I use I use the Palm Pilot in the game. No, I. So that's funny because I went through the whole game. And I beat it thinking it was a compass. I thought it was an alethiometer from. Uh, <laughs> but but that it actually, tells the truth. It was a radiometer. Yeah. That could have been a way to further delineate them yeah. if you want to keep that yeah. continuity. Yeah. Yeah. If you make That's it a bigger deal, like in the notebook, he jots sure. down the time. Yeah. Or it, little you know, Mickey Mouse hands. You have to like and, really stare at the. Or if that's a navigational tool, you can go to a, ta- a specific timestamp. That yeah. would be an interesting mm-hmm. way to, to move around. Yeah. But again, I, I think maybe he didn't want us. The game so, designer didn't want us to yeah. move around that way. Mm-hmm. So now, while we're talking about the pocket watch, yes, it's a really huge plot hole for me. Why you have it and where it came from? You know that it comes from the surgeon. Yeah. Who at the time he was on the ship knew how it worked. Because he killed the monkey so that you could get to the to the, the bargain mm-hmm. scene. Hmm. But does that not he did he not already know how all of these people died, or at least most of them? It's not his job like, though. He knew there was gonna be an insurance adjuster. <laughs> Eventually it was gonna have to get that right. Well, it's interesting because the letter it doesn't say something like, I was gonna do this myself, but I couldn't bring myself to or whatever. I just I'm like I, I just know. want to know more about the surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. But, and the interesting thing, though, to me about that is it, it really ties into sort of what the whole plot is. And it's that it doesn't really matter what it is, right? Because it, it's about what happens yeah. Yeah. to the ship yeah. and its crew. It's not about what this magic sea box is, yep. right? They it's never, kind of a know. MacGuffin, right? For, for, it, yeah, yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's so, functionally the same as, as what Tacoma does, right? I mean, Tacoma yeah. finds a technical way that that happens no. but it's still essentially conjuring magic mm-hmm. right um, yeah because there's nothing about tacoma's universe that suggests that people could be you know like rewound and right you know so sorry go is there something specific in the game or is it important or a detail that's referenced in any way that you are a female main character you definitely are, and I don't think it's ever relevant to the Because, story. like... You're a female? Yes. Yeah. What? I wasn't. Okay. 
<laughs> <laughs> so so where does so how do you know that? Because not, of not, the voice. Okay. When in do you the, speak? The At the very, very beginning. The very beginning. When you're talking okay. to the guy rowing the boat. That's probably why I didn't notice that because I was uh, trying to run the Twitch that. stream, right. and as the game was starting, the stream was crashing. Yeah, so yeah. I went back and forth for like the first ten nice. minutes. So yeah, I thought I was a dapper young Englishman with a with a hat and no, gloves. No, you no are early nineteenth century woman would ever disgrace <laughs> herself right. by being an insurance adjuster. Well, what kind of universe is this? Yeah, kind of like yeah. well, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes is fifty years later. And in every single one of those stories, there are smart women, but it's always like, too bad you can't do what I do. (laughs) (laughs) You're pretty good. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Everything is like that. So the idea that they would then trust a job like that, the East India Trading Company would have. They would not. No. And in in the, uh, you're really wealthy too. Like at the end, when you go back to like the epilogue. Your yeah. inner kind of sort servant, of like right? study in a servant. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or, yeah, it comes up and is like, "Oh, you got this package." Yeah, what, you're, you're the you're the woman who discovered that there are mermaids and sea creatures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like the the proto Tomb Raider. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> here's another funny thing about this universe is that your insurance adjuster handbook had entries for terrible beast. And okay, torn yeah, apart, yeah, yeah. and all these things that they sure, knew yeah. were things that could happen. Eat, eaten by cannibals, <laughs> yeah, eaten never, by... never came up. Because there, there uh, that's that's another thing too. Is that there's actually a lot <laughs> of options yeah. that never get used. Most I kept them. expecting, like mm-hmm. at least of all of them, to get used at least once. Yeah. Yep. But there's some of them that are used <laughs> a lot, and some of them that are totally yep. not used. Stabbed, so that spiked. was interesting. So, Drowned. is it possible that he? Has like a, a sequel planned? I do. I don't know. It's called Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. Tomb Raider. <laughs> Tomb Raider. Ship Raider. I'm telling you, that thing is the Ark of the Covenant. It felt that way. Yeah, that glowy thing. Yeah, yeah. Or or Michelle's when Wallace's they put it, when they put it out on briefcase. the boat and they start calling and then the smoke comes out of the top of it and it turns into fire and it burns right through the guy. Come on! I was That's really straight out even, of Raiders of the it's Lost Ark. The I handle was, on the top is it is looks the same like shape. it. Yeah, I was yeah. really mad about that scene though because I couldn't figure out what to say they died from. I'm like, is it you said, like smited? No, it's smote? exactly. It's the Angel of Death. <laughs> so I eventually put burn, burn, which works, but. Yeah, I was that's like, what I is it is it really? It's like an arcing jet of plasma yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. I guess that, that one was funny, but also the one where the guy jumps on the the crab creature and he is speared and spiked, spiked and, and caught on fire all, all at once. the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I kept I, I kept changing that one. Like, well, yeah. let me look again. Yeah, yeah. No, wait a minute. Yeah. Which is the sure. cause of death? Well, here. so I know we're winding down, but I have a I have a spoiler. One more spoiler related question. So. I think we talked about this, Olivia and I, and we have some disagreement. So in the, I know at least you played through the the bargain, right? So the guy, which I think is the Swedish guy, right? It's the Swedish guy who dies in the corner. When when we're in the room, when we're in the The, front room. The Swedish guy gets clubbed to death on the, the guy with the lantern. No, the Swedish guy is the one they lock in the front room. They remember they're like because we already disagree. So remember the scene where the where the Swedish it's the Captain is, Steward, right? Yeah, yeah and he says, "You guys are all crazy. This yeah. is going to bring us evil." And they lock him yes. in the front room in the lazarette. Yeah, in the lazarette, and he's the one who opens the thing, and he's like, "Oh my God, it feels like silver," and then he gets somehow burned by it. 
And I thought it was like acid or something that killed him. I thought him. it was like acid, but but yeah. so but then he, he reaches in and pulls out the shell that the other guy had dropped in. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is what we disagreed with. <laughs> I thought it was that that was calling the crack. Oh yeah, but the yeah. So I don't know. All right, so we All need I Tanner to the break the captain tie. said, yeah. and because the, the captain said, you know, and I mean, he, we don't know that he See, doesn't. I know. think he thinks it was the the, the mermaids. mermaids, but I think he's wrong. You I don't think, he, think that guy, it was a. In a no. You don't I think, think it was the, a. The guy takes the thing out of the Ark of the Covenant, and and the glowy shell is what calls the kraken, and that's why the kraken. Comes. But you don't think that the kraken and the crab people were on like a rescue mission for the mermaids? <laughs> no, that's what I. Think. I think the kraken is in some way connected to the crab people. <laughs> They're yes, the same and they're both and rescuing the reverse the vampires. Yeah. They're all yeah. on a team. No, yeah. I know. They're BFFs. Listen, I believe they're on a team, but I don't think the mermaids can call them without the secret communication device, which is the special supersonic. You don't think they have 1970s Aquaman powers, is what I'm saying. I think they require the shell in order to make that happen. Yeah. And when the guy removed the shell, that's what allowed the Kraken. They didn't allow the Kraken to come. It allowed the mermaids to call the Kraken. I think the specific <laughs> mechanics through which they actually find the seashell phone is ambiguous. Hello, yeah, but Kraken the, call the, them. the sort of magic shell, like, boudoir thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. is definitely the MacGuffin for yeah. the mer people. Yeah. Like, that is, yeah. yeah. No, it's kind of... <laughs> All right. Okay, so, so all right, I'm going to circle back to our winding right. down. One last, one last thing. One last thing. And then one last one. Then, okay. One <laughs> last thing. Just one. So at the end of, I think it's just when you leave the boat for the first time, um, or maybe it's at the very end. I don't know. I did it all before I left the boat. Um, you go through and you sort of itemize the damages and fines yeah, to people, which I thought was interesting. Uh, I, I read only about a third of it, though. So I'm curious. I, I went and looked at a few of them that I thought would be interesting. I'm curious if what funny. you say matters. Like, if you say someone killed the other person, yeah. are you fining their family, like, um, 300 pounds right. for murder? I'm pretty sure that the answer is yes. Because am I the only one who finished, like, who ended it before I got all 60? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because I I stayed on be, until yeah. I, until I at I least had noticed all. some. I don't remember off the top of my head what they were, but there's definitely some differences. But I was curious because there were some things that confused me until I played the prologue. Like the captain was fined like twenty thousand pounds for like murder, and I was like, well, some of the like it was a mutiny ostensibly. Like yeah. he's being attacked in his cabin by people, so like that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like to. Find the captain's family for damages to somebody who tried to murder him? When in doubt, maybe the people that went missing are technically the captain's fault. Maybe, like, maybe. But maybe when that's I why the went through and they sort of shift the perspective on the captain, I was like, yeah. okay, well, he yeah, the captain, he, so. he probably does owe like 40,000 pounds for all of this. He also like, would be the one getting paid the most. Sure. It's also yeah. interesting yeah. that the captain side. is the last person who dies. Yeah. It's yeah. fitting. Yeah. It's very fitting. And the, one of the earliest ones that you see. Yeah. Um, okay, so wrapping up, I have one. Uh, I want to go around the room. Um, who had the, the, the best slash worst slash most gruesome slash most ridiculous death, in your opinion? Anybody oh, jump this in? Oh, easy. Oh, so, so yeah. The artist. <laughs> Which one was his? He was up in the front. He was the guy the... who was having stomach troubles and then got yeah. crushed the the to ship. death at yeah. the same wow, time. Wow, I totally... That was mine, too. I didn't know it would be that easy. <laughs> okay, I don't know if it's the most gruesome, but the one that annoyed me the most was there's a guy who gets spiked like in the underdeck, 
and he circles around and goes down this super long hallway yeah. to go and just sort of die in quiet. And, and so, like, the first time I got through, well, I didn't know <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was just like, he was definitely spiked. <laughs> nope. I kept going back to it. I'm like, that? this is clearly right. He got shot. I have two others that are clearly yeah. right. Nope. Yeah. No, they you have to, like, look through shot a peek through. They accidentally shot him. Yeah, they accidentally shot him. One of the women shot him, right? No. No, it's the bosun's mate? Yeah, bosun's mate. That's really funny to me because I was stuck on that. I was like, does he look spiked or shot to you? It was before you had played. And I pulled him over and I was like, tell me. And you were like, oh, he was shot. Well, and I, <laughs> I definitely dumped my memory of that because I was like, well, I don't want to know what it is going yeah. into playing it. But Interestingly enough, on that one, later Actually. as you're walking around through other parts of the game, there's a tiny little hole in the wall mm-hmm. right where that went through right where he got shot. It could have still tiny. been a spike, though. Well, yeah, either but way. But he got spiked out there. He could get spiked more than Well, once. no, he was shot because the dialogue before it is uh, a shot going off. Well, because they're shooting at the crab thing. Yeah. yeah, but but you have they, to look through they, like a little they tiny. Did not do a very good job of killing. To see what's crap. happening over there. Yeah, but, Robbie, do you have a, a so favorite man. death? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Robbie, no. <laughs> give us the details. Here's what I'd like you the to do. DC I'd DC. like you to go from the, what your earliest memory of it and talk as carefully as you can oh, about gosh. it until you feel really, really, really badly. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you the the thing that made me. Um, uh, I was ready to quit pretty early on. And then when I saw the 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 dismembered guy with the swirly tattoos, mm-hmm. yeah. somehow that was like, I don't know, that seemed cool to me. Like, I, I wonder what those tattoos are about. And then the very... <laughs> if only we could have found out. The very next one is him being crushed by the, uh, mm-hmm. by the giant tentacle. And then, um, I don't know. So that, that was the first instance where it was like, oh, wait, there's like a progression to, the, yeah. to his corpse kind of thing. And then, <laughs> yeah. um, and then half of them was getting, yeah, dragged. that, 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 yeah, and that painted, stuck with me. They painted the side of the ship with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Used his intestines like, uh, for cake, for cake decorating. Oh, that's just awesome. I think I actually want to change my answer. So it was the, the most tragic death was Brennan. Um, he he was in almost every scene. It yeah. felt like he, he was, was like everywhere. A, yeah, was I forget what his role was. Maybe he was a topsman. Yes, but he had like a t-shirt and like a like a. He was beanie. the guy with the beanie. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Like yeah. the little like. Yeah, oh, he yeah, definitely yeah. was in close with the captain because yeah. he he was helping out a lot. And the yeah. captain killed him in like the third yeah. minute. I think he like clubbed him. Yeah, or something in that like room. That. Yeah, when the he was the literally. Was he the last to go before the captain? I, I think so. Because yeah, he went over and he came yeah. down. He came down the, the back. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, every yeah. scene where they're like running for help, like Office. the captain, he was always like the first one in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and that was that guy made me so mad because because he was involved in so many scenes, whether he was accidentally shooting people, yeah. the guy that was getting executed, <laughs> yeah. he was the one who actually hit yeah. him. All of these scenes, he was involved oh, yeah. in. And, he you, was, don't, you don't learn his name until like the end. You don't, no, but, no, 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 no. You no? learn it pretty early because the guy's like, "Hey, Brennan, get me the thing," and he's like, "Huh?" <laughs> okay, well, that was like halfway through when like Sam was dying or whatever. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's one of the earliest ones you've seen. Man, don't you remember? <laughs> don't you remember? Obviously, Brennan's the one who comes over for dinner. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. well, the reason I remember this is because he was involved in so many deaths, and even though there was a pretty easy clue to his identity, I didn't catch it. Yeah. And so I had to go back on like engineer. 10 me different. Too. Yeah. Me too. So he yeah. makes me mad. But I just, I notice Brennan ready. every time. Yeah. Uh, in like every scene, I'm like, oh, it's that guy who died at the beginning of the game. Yeah. That reminds like, me. That guy. That, uh, guy. that uh, one. The, the that frustration one. and the sort of unease of thinking that you've missed a clue mm-hmm. was, was a huge omnipresent yeah. thing that, that made me 
feel bad. <laughs> um, and that's not to say that, that it was a, a bad part of the game. I, I enjoyed the game. It's, it's brilliantly done. And it would be interesting to see. I think, Olivia, you mentioned that there will be maybe copycat games. Not copycat games. Or did you say I that? Think yeah, there game, I think a game home remembers is one of them. <laughs> once it just come out on, was it, is that on Itch? It's on Itch. It's on Global Game Jam. Dot. Yeah, the home, five home of us. Uh, this is another thing for you guys who were listening to the whole podcast. The home Thank remembers. You. Uh, <laughs> last weekend, we all, all five of us, along with about fifteen other people here in Little Rock, uh, participated in the Global Game Jam. This is our second year to do it, and we all made interesting little weirdo games uh, that you should look up. Yes, uh, it was the Crux. If you look up Crux on C R U X on the Global Game Jam site, you can find. Two of our games, one called A Home Remembers, yeah. and ours was called I Remember Home. Yeah. Uh, no no planning there. No, no we planning. Didn't. We, we didn't, didn't, do, we that didn't do that on purpose. It just sort of happened. But uh, yeah, you guys should check that out too. Um, any other thing you guys want to wrap up with? Uh, wrap up thoughts. Tanner, what do you think of Return of the Oberdin? Right. So I had some negative stuff to say, but I, I really liked Oberdin. Like I played it a ton. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it was just a little bit tense because it's a tense game. So a lot of the things you feel feel heightened about, you know, I want to, I, I was very uh, frustrated sometimes, but mm-hmm. in a good way yeah. about finding that. So when that comes out, maybe it seemed a little bit frustrating too, but frustrated. Olivia, Um. Well, I clearly, as soon as I played it, I wanted to talk about it with somebody, like, at that moment. And I was, like, I peer pressure Tanner into starting it as soon as physically possible. <laughs> um, so I definitely got really into it. I got really into, like, the little, the, the overall story and the little tiny stories as well. Um, it's just a really well-designed puzzle. Yeah. Um, and... If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't played it yet, then you're you're missing out on the 80% of the experience, which is just finding all of this stuff and encountering it for the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a really good game, and I feel like it's a format that could lend itself to a lot of other themes, yeah. um, which is something I'd really like to see. Yep. Uh, I would play lots of games with the same mechanics and maybe even the same art style, but just like totally transplant it into a different theme. What if you flipped it? It was a love story. Instead of a parade of death. Love story. <laughs> All the people that this person has slept with. And oh, you get I to mean, find them. What is that, like Little Women or uh, one of those <laughs> Jane, uh, Jane Austen? What's the game I keep telling you guys to play that that, that Swedish woman made? I will have to look it up for I you. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember what it's called. Anyway. Robbie Thoughts. Anyway. Um, it was a very well-designed game. A great puzzle game. It's 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 exactly the kind of detective game that I hope uh, would exist. So I'm glad we found it, and I can't wait to see other games that are done in this are, are in this style. But um, it was just. Do we curse on this podcast? Sure, man. Okay. Fuck yeah. It was just really fucking visceral and heavy, like too much. Um, but if it was just, uh, but it, all, even th- just that aside, it is very good. And one of the best kind of detective-ish games. Yeah. Joe, what do you think? It's a beautiful puzzle box engraved with stories. <laughs> wow. <laughs> did you write that like just now, or did you write that before you? <laughs> yeah, man. Right now. <laughs> um, Me and Kerouac, baby. 
<laughs> I I enjoyed it too, but it was my I I'm getting I, I say this every podcast that I'm getting I'm the old guy that I, I, I'm I'm getting old. It was hard. It was hard for me to remember all that stuff, and it was hard to know what I had where I had been, especially when I took a break. If I took any kind of a break from playing, Olivia, what you said about jumping in there, wanting to to keep going and and just go all the way through it. I think that's the way to approach this game if you can. If you if you play it for an hour at a time over the course of a month, it's going to be really, really hard. At least it was for me. Um, that's not to say that I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was brilliantly done. Um, the combination of the art, the sound assets, the acting, uh, all the different voices, uh, the way that he did the art and the interaction for it, um, with the exception of opening and closing doors, which we didn't talk about, because that was a little maddening, too. Um, uh, <laughs> just all of that in that Reach. complete package Full handle. Um, was was uh, very brilliant, very, very satisfying. Um, and I can recommend this. If you like mysteries at all, very, very highly recommend this for anybody out there. Nice. So um, with that, thanks for listening. I'm gonna, Joe, next month is your month. What game did you pick for next month? Next month, we are going to be playing Grease, or Gree, or Gris, if you prefer. <laughs> um, I, for the life of me, don't know which studio published or designed it. The G is not silent. I forgot. Um, but we're super excited about it. I believe it just came out a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, and it is... It's Namada Studios. Namada Studios. Nice. Thank you. So, yeah. What's the matter with you? <laughs> 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 All, right. All right, Pasta Fazul. <laughs> Anything else on Grease? Grease? Uh, no, that's okay. all I want to say. Well, everybody... Uh, oh, Tanner, Tanner has something, something awesome to, to say. He's raising, raising his hand. hand. Is it Patreon related? <laughs> kind of. Well, so so definitely pick up the game and play it. If you can't or you don't have time, somebody will stream it on Twitch next month, and you can see a little bit of the game there. That way, you sort of know what we're talking about uh, when we record the podcast. Yeah. So mm-hmm. watch us play these games. We're going to try to to uh, to Twitch them. Uh, that's a weird verb. Stream. <laughs> stream. That's a, that's a word. Also, also a weird verb. <laughs> we're going to stream. Twitch anyway. And stream. Um, yeah. So watch us do those kinds of things. I I watched. I started watching Tanner. Uh, do his stream and and then I realized that I very quickly needed to stop because it was so laden with spoilers. But uh, yeah, come along and make little comments as he's playing or as whoever's playing next month. Um, so with that, thank you guys. Check out the Patreon. Okay, Olivia, what do you got? <laughs> One more thing. I was just going to bring a note about the Patreon because next month or starting as the 1st of February, which is this, this Two days from now. already out by now. Um, there is a poll that is a Patreon exclusive poll that will let you guys pick what game we're going to be doing for the month of March. If you're interested in helping guide us, uh, there's three options. We've got Minute, One Hour, One Life, and Anodyne are the three games. They're all really different games, and I'm really excited to see which ones you guys would pick. But and go. you can vote for as little as two dollars. Two dollars. And you'll get the episodes a week early. Yeah, plus you can vote for other cool polls coming up, like whether we should do a whole episode ASMR. 
And you get blooper reels. Um, and you get blooper reels. You get to find out oh, what wait. happened. No, you don't with... get blooper reels. That's five dollars till you get blooper reels. Okay. Uh, you, you get to find out what uh, Latex Joe means. Yes, Latex Joe. <laughs> Full you... circle. Safe word. Full watermelon. circle. We know you guys want to know. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for the month of January. Please play Gree in the month of February. Grease. Grease. I'm sorry, Grease. <laughs> That's the word. And uh, <laughs> Grease is the word. Then we got one in. And uh, good night, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Little Rock Games Game of the Month Club podcast. Our theme music is Plain Loafer, composed by Kevin McLeod, and is available under the Creative Commons license via freemusicarchive.org. You can also find us on the web at littlerockgames.com, on Twitter at PlayLRGames, on Facebook and Instagram at Little Rock Games, and you can now get exclusive Little Rock Games content by becoming a patron on our Patreon page. Just search Patreon for Little Rock Games and join us. As always, we appreciate your support.